This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reinick. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, Value Investors. I have a special edition podcast this week because so many of you have been sending me questions about the energy stocks and, you know, you want to know which ones should you buy, um, how can you use the Zacks rank to find the stocks. So a lot of really good questions. I thought I'd just answer them all on one big podcast here on The Value Investor because I do consider energy stocks, for the most part, to be some good values out there. And um, so you can consider this your ultimate guide to the energy stocks. I've done at least two other value investor podcasts covering energy stocks, including ones where I showed where the insiders were buying. But those mostly covered the EMPs, which for those who don't know the lingo of, of energy stocks, EMPs means exploration and production. So those are the ones that'll see the most benefit from rising oil prices, at least direct benefit. So I've covered those a couple times, but this time we're going to take a look at everything or at least more. I shouldn't say everything because this sector is so enormous. I would need several podcasts really to cover absolutely everything, but this time I am branching out beyond the EMPs. So we're going to take a look at a couple of the areas you might want to consider investing in. And one caveat too, while all energy companies um, for the most part are seeing a benefit as long as they're oil related from the rising oil prices, I'm pretty much keeping this at the um, U.S. level. There's a lot of international oil companies as well. I would tell you to take a look at some of those as well. I'm going to mention it one of them, but um, there's some great plays right now in Canada and um, also in Britain and some other places. So this one is mostly going to cover American companies and the Permian, of course, but there's a lot of other good plays out there. So with that, uh, let's get started because there's a lot going on and I want to jump right in. So Big oil. Let's start there because I know most people, when they think of energy stocks, think of the big integrated oil companies. And what that means is that they have both upstream business and downstream. It can mean refining, chemicals. They're also drilling and getting it out of the ground. And uh, sometimes, but not always, service stations as well. So um, these are the ones that, like I said, everybody knows the Exxons of the world. And you can use the Zacks rank to narrow down the lists of these companies. So I went on to Zacks.com and looked up to see how many uh, companies are in the big integrated oil category because it does have its own subcategory on there. And there are 13 companies. Five of them are number one ranks, with that means the strong buy. And two are number twos right now, which is the buy None are number five's strong sells. So that's a good thing. And then uh, everything else is mainly number threes. Uh, I can't remember. I think there was like one number four. But those, the number three, you know, kind of gets a bad rap because that's the hold. And while we do encourage you to buy ones and twos because those are the strong buys and buys, and that means the, there's rising estimates. A lot of companies fall down into the number three category just in general throughout the quarter. And that is kind of like the 
the bell curve grading you had in school, you know, there's always just like the small percentage that got the A's and the B's. And then there's the big group that's in the C's. Well, C wasn't like failing or anything. It's not bad. It's not the greatest. It's just kind of in the middle. So that's where the three holds are. And I'm going to look at a couple of those on this show today. But uh, we're mainly sticking with the ones and twos because those have the better rank. So on the big integrateds, one that definitely sticks out as you know, the number one rank and the one that most of us know is Chevron. So it's got the Zach's number one rank. Ticker is CVX. It also has the value uh, PE right now, which is just 14.8. I know I've mentioned it on the show before. Dividend yield 3.5%. Earnings expected to rise 130% this year and then about 7% for next year. A couple of the other two that you would know of, Exxon, which I mentioned earlier, that's the number three. And then BP kind of gets lost. That's over there, British Petroleum. And that's also a number three. Exxon, PE of 17 right now, but it's got that dividend of about 4%. And BP, one of the cheaper ones, 13.7 is their PE. Dividend yield, 5.2 still. Like they never cut their dividend, even during kind of the dark times. So it's still one of the highest of the big integrated oils. And earnings growth expected to be really strong the next two years, um, including, I think it said 77% for next year. It's got a great peg of just 0.8. So I'm just pointing out a couple of the names. Those are both threes. Chevron has got the number one rank. So moving on to the explorers, because I know a lot of you want to be in those because that's where the most upside should be, although I have a warning about that, a little caveat, which I'm going to explain in a minute. But I did a search on Zax.com for those stocks because they have their own category as well. And there are 77 listed in the exploration industry. Eight of them are Zax number one ranks and 10 are number twos. So right there, you're getting 18 stocks that you kind of have to go through and see what they're doing, what where they're located, what their fundamentals look like, all that stuff. There are three Zacks number fives, the strong cells. So there's a few more of those here, but mostly again, everything else is number three holds, but 77 stocks, that's a lot. But I took a look at a couple of the top, or at least uh, some of the top ranked ones. And one that stuck out to me that I know some of you have been real interested in is stocks of EMPs outside of the Permian. That's a little bit harder to find because the Permian's getting all the love. And that's that area in Texas where they're seeing record amount of drilling. Um, but there's other parts of the U.S. which are also strong right now too. And we'll see benefit as that oil price rises. So this one is called Bonanza Creek. Bonanza Creek. B-C-E-I. And it's pretty small. 776 million market cap. So I took a look a little bit deeper at it. It's not in the Permian, like I said. It's in the Rocky Mountain region in the Wattenberg field. That's one of the main areas in the Rockies, and that area is actually holding up pretty well too. So in the first quarter, Bonanza had a production product mix, and this is important too for the ZMPs, of 59% oil, 17% NGL, and 24% net gas. So it's pretty heavily oil, and that's why it's got those rising earnings estimates because as the price of oil rises and they're getting it out of the ground, so do their earnings. So their average price per barrel last quarter was 
$1.89. That was through March 31st. It's mainly mostly been trading a lot higher than that recently. I think they might have some hedges too, um, but still you got to like it. And I took a look at their financials at the end of the first quarter. It had liquidity of $182.5 million. Cash on hand was just $5.8 million. But they had a credit facility with $176.7 million borrowing available. They had no outstanding term debt, but had $15 million outstanding on the credit facility. But that's pretty good. you got to kind of watch what's happening with the debt loads with these small-capped companies. Uh, big earnings gains expected this year and next year, 75% in 2019. So... Um, that's where this is where you find the big uh, gains when the price of oil booms. Okay, and uh, the good thing about this X rank, because you might not have heard of Bonanza, I'm sure you're all rushing out to go put it in your phone right now into stock twits and be like, what, what, what is she talking about? But the Zax rank does allow you to uncover some of these small cap energy names you've never heard of before. But like I said, here's the caveat: you really have to do your research because as I was looking through this list. I saw one I'd never heard of before. Well, actually, there were many, but one definitely caught my eye because it has a good name. So Eclipse Resources, ECR is the ticker. It also has the number one rank. But when I went to look it up, it's trading at $1.55. And I went, what? How could it at this stage of the energy cycle be trading at $1.55 and have the Zach's number one rank? So Eclipse drills in the Appalachians in the Utica and the Marcellus Shales, Southeast Ohio. It has a market cap of $469 million. So all of this seemed kind of normal to me until I saw what its product mix was. So it's mainly natural gas. They do drill a little bit of oil, but it's very small. So for that reason, because the price of natural gas is mainly hovering $3 or under, it's not that great for them. They're not seeing the big benefit from the crude rise, hence the $1.55 share price. And actually, they recently lowered their CapEx guidance for the year to $250 million from 300 to 320 due to the natural gas market. So that's why you got to do some of your research. You can't just think everything on a list of EMPs is going to be, you know, cashing in on the oil boom because they all don't do that much oil. So definitely be looking around. Now, um, moving along to another area, obviously, is the Permian. Oh, wait, let me get, let me do one not more non-Permian play, because I know you guys are all looking into those. So the other non-Permian play, but this is a Zach's rank number three right now, is a company that used to be called Synergy. It still says Synergy on Zach's.com. I try to get them to change the names, but they're a little slow moving sometimes. Uh, we have the right ticker, though, but it's now called SRC Energy. SRCI is the ticker. This is one I actually do own in my own personal portfolio. Used to be in Insider Trader because uh, some insiders were buying there a couple of years ago, and I really liked it because it was not in the Permian. So they're also in the Wattenberg field, just like Bonanza. They have a $2.6 billion market cap, though, and some of the analysts consider them to have one of the best best balance sheets amongst these kind of mid-cap EMPs. So they're much more heavily in oil. That's why the shares are on the move higher. Cash on hand of $72 million, uh, credit facility, plus the cash on hand is liquidity of about $622 million as of the last quarter. So that's pretty healthy there. PE of just nine. Um, again, this is a pure play on 
energy prices, oil moving higher is this one. Okay, now let's turn over to the Permian because that's a little bit different story. Now, while everybody wanted to own the Permian players, because why wouldn't you? Because that's where massive amounts of drilling is going on. Now, if, if you don't know, there's a lot of problems with the infrastructure. So it's almost like the story is too good. I know that sounds weird, but it is. And so they're feeling the growing pains. They can drill the wells, but they can't really get it to the ports or where the where the crew needs to go or even to the refineries. So there's a shortage of truck drivers and the piping system there cannot handle all the volume. Now they're going to build more pipelines, but that won't really be in effect until the second half of 2019 still. So they're kind of a little bottlenecked here. There's good things going on, but they can't get it out completely. So that's why some of these stocks, even with um, oil rising, have been a little bit depressed. Also, they're trading off of the Midland Cushing futures and not necessarily the WTI because of these bottlenecks and all this other stuff happening. And that's a lot lower than what WTI is. It doesn't mean these companies aren't making money at this level, but these bottlenecks and all this infrastructure growing pains probably will be playing out for many more months here. So if you get a chance to buy some of these on a pullback, I would be doing so because this is the area you want to be in is the Permian. So I have a couple plays. Some of these are the popular ones. So EOG is one of them. It's a number three, however. It's one of the big guys down there, 70 billion market cap. It's a little bit higher PE than it used to at 24 right now. Uh, but earnings growth this year, 358%. That's pretty stunning there. And 2019, another hot year of 24.6%. Now, these shares haven't come down all that much, but they're still up 12% year to date on EOG. And then turning to one of the other favorite names that's also a big player in the Permian, Diamondback Energy gets talked about all the time by Jim Cramer and CNBC because it's got the, the FANG ticker name there, F-A-N-G. And they announced in June, just a little bit ago, that they secured transportation for 70% of the third quarter and 65% of the fourth quarter to the Gulf Coast. Because again, these are the problems. Like they can drill it. They know it's down there and they're getting it out. But if you can't transport it to where the buyers are, it's not going to help you. But they have come up with a way to get it out of there. Um, investors like that a lot. And so the shares have been on a little bit more of a move here. But if you can get some of these a little bit more depressed, then that's a good time to do that. Um, I also took a look at the actual rib, rig operators because, again, if they are all rushing to get it out of the ground, you think something good would be going on with the rig operators who were hit really, really hard during the downturn. Like everybody else you know, they, with all those rigs being shut down, well, that's their business. And so that went away and they were just basically trying to survive. So one of the big players that has uh, at least 50% of its rigs in the Permian is Helmrich and Payne. Ticker is HP. They, uh, shares are down 3% year to date because 50% in the Permian, well, if they have to start drilling less or even maybe, you know, capping some of those wells or whatever they're going to be doing to 
to slow down production, that doesn't help them if 50% of their business is down there. So people getting all nervous. Oh, no, it's bad. It's bad. But analysts think you should be looking at some of those if they sell off here, too, because Permian is still where it's at. This It's going to clear up the bottlenecks probably by second half of next year. So if you get a chance to get these on the cheaper, it's good. Um, Helmer campaign actually pays a nice dividend. It's yielding 4.4% right now. So you're getting something for some of your, your patience with that one. It's got a P of 500, though. So it's a little, little high for the blood there. But last year, some insiders were buying at Helmer campaign when the shares were much lower because uh, they were seeing the turnaround. One of their competitors, Patterson UTI Energy, PTEN is their ticker. Those shares are down 24% year to date. They don't have a PE because they're not yet making any earnings. There's no earnings, but they are expected to be positive by 2019. So they're turning it around just like a lot of these companies are. 30% of their rigs are in the Permian for Patterson. There's 16 companies in the drillers, so there's much more than these. There's no number ones, however, and there's just two number twos. So um, Patterson and Helmer Campaign both number threes just holds, and that's probably because some of these you know growing pains are now going on. And then let's turn to another area that's kind of similar to the drillerish type areas. This is just called field services, and this is where you get some of your big name service companies like Schlumberger, Halliburton, those kinds of companies. There's 35 that are in our industry here. So there's quite a few, some of which are more specialized than others. There's only two number ones and most are number threes with just one coming in as the strong cell number fives. I took a look at Schlumberger because the insiders were buying there earlier this year and they're a number three. The P is a little elevated now at 34 times, but they do pay a decent dividend, 3% yield. But the estimate's been cut a little bit for 2018, 2019. So analysts feeling a little bit of weakness there, but this is one of the big players, $92 billion market cap. So if you're interested in one of the players that is worldwide, then Schlumberger is one you should be checking out. But I also took a look at Carbo Ceramics. CRR is that ticker. Insiders were also buying there earlier this year, and they do the sands, plus some other specialized um, oil services type work. They're trying to diversify their business because they were mostly all sands, and then the downturn hit, and they're barely surviving. So a lot of, lot of danger with this one. They don't have a PE either. So here's some what's going on with their earnings. So in 2017, they lost $3.77 a share. That's a lot. 2018, it's going to be a little better, down just $1.84. And then 2019, still down though, down 21 cents. So they are seeing gains in all four of their segments though. In the last quarter, revenue was up 42% because we are seeing the turn now. But, you know, they're still trying to diversify their big business segments. They do expect all four of them to be up again in the second quarter. So that's a positive. And they keep telling us what their cash balance is just to let you know that they have some. <laughs> so because there is this danger, a lot of people thought they weren't going to make it. So they have a cash balance as of March 31st of $70 million. Still, 
these shares down are down uh, 12.5% year to date, and they're really volatile because I had to get out of them in the insider trader because they were up and they were down and they're under $10. And so they move all around. But if you have a stronger stomach or you're into trading, then this is one that you might want to take a look at as well. A lot of these ones definitely to take a look at. Now, remember, the Zach's rank is a short-term recommendation. It's just one to three months, mostly based on the analyst estimates. So when those change, the rank can change. And the rank usually will change during earnings season, obviously. So that's when you get a lot of craziness with the rank. Also, keep in mind, it's easier for the smaller companies that have fewer analysts to get the higher rank. Uh, and so the rank tends to skew a little bit more towards the small cap type stocks. So for instance, it takes a lot more if there's 15 analysts covering Exxon to get them all to agree on the estimates and for that estimate uh, for the rank to, to change dramatically. So that's why a lot of these large caps you'll see like with three rankings often, um, usually sometimes right around earnings, you'll get that pop up to like the number one or number two. But uh, the small caps, sometimes you'll have the analyst just coming out. Um, if crude reaches a certain level and they start changing their estimate, it might only just be one estimates that's changing and then you get the change in the Zach's rank with them. So keep that in mind if you're using the Zach's rank to find these stocks. Um, you know, there's all these little quirks to the Zach's rank. It is very, very helpful in narrowing this long list of stocks into ones you might want to watch, but uh, you have to know kind of what its good parts are and what its bad parts are. And also remember, today's show just is covering a snippet of what's going on out there. Um, that, Like I said, there's 18 Zacks, number ones and number twos in the EMP space alone. And then there's all these other various areas. Plus, there's actually some areas that I didn't cover that are not technically in energy, but are uh, influenced by it. Uh, even the railroads, you know, when the, if, as far as transportation, the trucking companies, uh, you'll see a lot of the pumping type of companies. There's chemical companies that make chemicals that go into the pipelines that make uh, make it easier to pump things through the pipelines. <laughs> they're seeing huge demand because, again, the Permian, they're trying to get as much volume into those existing pipelines in the Permian as they can. So there's all these weird little side businesses that you never think of, even strangely like home builders or even um, staffing companies because there's real low labor there's a labor shortage basically in oil industry right now. So that's also impacting the Permian. But keep an eye out for some of those kinds of plays on uh, rising oil prices, of course, to get the most direct benefit from just simply crude rising is the EMP category. And that's why I've covered it so much here. But uh, there's there's still some interesting other areas. And if you want to be a little more defensive, the big oil is the place to be because it has all the components. You know, it'll have the refining and the service stations, the chemicals, all the components. And that's good in the downturns. You get more diversity in the business model there. Uh, but you won't get quite as much of the upside, obviously, um, for those. So keep that in mind. There's a lot going on. And remember, those ranks will change during the earnings season. So keep an eye on that. And remember, they're short term. So for some of you who are planning on holding these for the longer term investments, like I like to do, then uh, the rank 
is not quite as vital once you're actually already in the stock. Although I always keep an eye out on the ones that become number fives because that means those estimates are being cut somewhere and I kind of want to know why that's the case. So keep an eye on those. But otherwise, I'm sure I'll be doing more shows on the energy stocks, of course, going into the future. I know you're all wanting to know how to play it and what's going on with it. So this is just the start of the the ultimate guide to investing in the energy stocks. And I'll be doing updates as it goes along, especially if I see those insiders buying. There has been some insider buying earlier this year, as I mentioned, a lot in those services companies. So the insiders will buy in the beaten down stocks, and uh, that might be where some of the deals are. So let's recap the tickers because there's pretty many of this show. So we had Chevron, CVX. Uh, I mentioned Exxon. It's XOM. British Petroleum, or just BP as it likes to be called, is, is BP. Bonanza is BCEI. Um, Eclipse is ECR. O EOG is EOG. Diamondback is Fang, F-A-N-G. Helmrich and Payne is HP, not to be confused with HPQ. I've done it. I know. It's easy. So don't put that Q on there. It's just HP. Patterson is P-T-E-N. Slumberger is S-L-B. Carboceramics, C-R-R. And SRC Energy is SRCI, and that's the one I own in my own personal portfolio. I have a couple other energy companies that I didn't mention in my own personal portfolio today, um, but they didn't come up in today's show, So, uh, but I do own SRCI. So again, uh, make sure you subscribe because you don't want to miss a single episode We're covering all these kind of hot industries, even on the Value Investor podcast. So there's some value in some of these industries that are making a turn both retail and now here in energy and we're going to cover it all so subscribe to us on spotify you can get us on apple Podcasts, which is itunes and we're on soundcloud but you have to find us under zach's market edge over there so maybe you just want to be on on itunes we got a standalone show over there so you'll only get the value investor if you're over there but find us somewhere and don't miss an episode and i'll be back again next week with some more value stocks Thank you.